0: Today on the show, we have another author spotlight. These are series of interviews I'm doing featuring one of the authors being published through our newly minted Lightbeamers author program. Each of them has written their story to be shared in our collaborative book called Elevate Your Voice. That is going to be published in the spring of 2022, and we are so excited over here these author spotlights give you a chance to get to know these women a little bit better and to discover some of their own inside stories as they walked this journey with us to becoming a first time author our program not only walks them through the story excavation and writing process it also gives them a front seat view of the publishing world, as our goal is to equip and empower each of these women to write and publish their own solo books later if they so desire. As you can imagine, it's been a pretty transformational experience for each of our first time authors, including myself. And we are just so excited to bring you their stories to the Inside Story podcast. And it is my great pleasure to bring these author spotlights to you. I know in each one of these stories, you'll find a piece of yourself. Hi, I'm April Adams-Pertwee. I'm your host of the Inside Story podcast. I've been telling people stories my entire adult life as a broadcast journalist, video producer, and digital storyteller. These days, you can find me at Lightbeamers, where I'm building a community of women who are ready to step into their brave by sharing their story with the world. On the Inside Story podcast, I'm bringing you some of the best stories I'm discovering from both the women inside of my community, as well as from around the streets of the internet. Plus, I'm digging deep to share some of my own stories with you along the way. My hope is that these stories will help encourage you to examine your own story so that you can share it with other people. I have a motto at Light Beamers, when we share our stories, we shine a light. So with that in mind, let's get down to business today and share the light found in this episode. Welcome, 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 Light Beamers and listeners of the Inside Story Podcast. I'm sitting here today with another one of my author friends from Elevate Your Voice, our new book that's getting ready to launch for Light Beamers. One of our authors, Julia Barton, is in the house. Welcome, Julia, to the show. So happy to have you.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yes, this is going to be fun. Um, so it's really, I'm excited about interviewing and talking with you today because you're a little different in terms of all of the authors that are in in the in the book and in doing this Light Beamers author program with us in that you weren't already inside our community, Light Beamers community. You're fairly new. You were uh, sort of brought in from our publisher who thought that you would be a, such a good fit and um, I have only gotten to know you through really this program and you working on your story and sharing your story. So I would love to hear first, because I don't, I don't really know the inside story behind what, what was it about deciding to do this program with us and deciding to share your story in this book what was it that made you say yes? Like, tell us a little background leading up to deciding to do this because you didn't know me and I didn't know you. So that's kind of unique.
1: Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, I think it just divine timing, really. Um, I had gone through um, something after the birth of my baby, a really difficult time. And Mm -hmm. during that time, I told myself that When I'm feeling better, I'm going to start a new business and I want to be a postpartum doula. And part of that was getting my story out. So I already had that as a mission um, before I, (laughs) this all happened. Um, So I had started getting my business going um, this past spring and just made it my mission to get everything going and sharing my story and Lynette posted something about you know overcoming adversity and I'm like oh my goodness yeah this sounds great and then when she described it it just totally fit because I'm like all right well I wasn't really planning on sharing my story right now you know what why not it it (laughs) was in line with when I was going to roll up my business for next spring and it just all seemed to fall in place so and here I am
0: and here you are. I love that. What was it? What do you think it was about kind of in that stage that you were in thinking, okay, I'm I'm going to launch this business. I know that my story is a big part of why I want to launch this business. But what was it about storytelling that, I guess, what was it that made you know storytelling was going to be so important? Why, why did you know story was going to be a big piece of it? Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So I think... The reason why I wanted to be a postpartum doula is because I I suffered from postpartum depression, and during that period of time, I knew what it felt like, and I could relate to new moms and relate to the lack of care that we get, the lack of support, and I didn't want others to feel that way, so I just wanted to be able to share my story to let them know there's others, because a lot of people don't share about their postpartum um, journey, whether they had depression or not. I mean, how difficult is, we don't want to be judged. We don't want to think that we're not strong. We want to be able to do it all because that's what the women these days feel like we have to do. And I want to change that. I want to change it so that way we can feel like we can stop and enjoy that really, really precious time. Um, and by sharing my story, I think it will help others, be able to acknowledge that there needs to be change um, for women after they have babies and and what we deserve. Um, So, so yeah, I think sharing will help others share as well.
0: Well, you do write about your experience and your journey in, in the chapter that you're writing for the book or that you've already written for the book. And, you know, it is you give such great detail about in in the chapter that you wrote about you know how you felt and how so many feelings had to be stuffed down and how other people responded right to you during that time What would you kind of give uh, the the listeners just a glimpse of what that story, you know, is about? We want, of course, them to read the book, so they've got to have to get the book to get the whole story. But just give them a little high-level view of what your experience was and why sharing this story is so important, Um, you know, because everyone's – you're right. Everyone's experience with postpartum is different, but there are so many similarities regardless of each individual woman's journey you know, like you said, whether you have depression or not, there's still a lot of expectation. And I don't know if it's self-induced or society-induced or familial-induced or whatever it is, but we have it, you know, where we're supposed to do things a certain way. And when it doesn't quite pan out, that can make us feel um, inadequate. So can you talk a little bit more about your experience with that specifically?
1: Yeah. So I think, you know, I, I had, just a little bit of a background before I had my daughters. We just built the house. I had been watching my son, you know, seven days a week while my husband was working full-time on the house and his own business. And through that time, um, I felt like I had to like not ask for help, like I had to just do it all. And I just kind of, yes, yeah, stuffed all those feelings that I just those days I just wanted to cry and be like, oh my god, I can't do this anymore. Like this is like so hard I'm like no like I have to do this because you know it's all good things I don't have the right to be upset or feel like you know I'm feeling defeated because you know what it's all good things happening you know we're about to have a baby we're gonna you know make our family complete we're building a new house like I just felt like I didn't I shouldn't have felt the way I felt like even going into having my baby and then after i had my baby with all that comes along with that it just totally broke me um i was in the darkest place i would ever been and just felt really alone you know i i had absolute wonderful support from my husband um but didn't have a lot of outside support and i was scared to tell friends as well what was going on once i found out i had post depression i thought oh you know what let me just Let's keep finishing projects around the house because i like to have things in order and neat. And I'm like, well, maybe it's just that, you know, maybe it's just I need to finish up some projects for me to feel better, you know. I just kept, you know, trying to figure out what it could be like not thinking fully, you know. I just went through two years and did a lot of stuff and I didn't really have let myself feel, and take that in, and release as I needed, and, um, because I had so many expectations on myself, and I had to do all that stuff, I had to get through, I had to make it all work, so, um, it was, it was just a crazy, crazy time, with, like I said, all good things, I should have been really, really happy, but it was just so overwhelming at the same time, and I, looking back, I should have given myself permission to feel that way without, you know, feeling, you know, like I wasn't appreciative and not thankful for what we were, what we're embarking on. Um,
0: Yeah. And so from that, like what is one of the big lessons and messages that you want other women to hear through your story, you know, with other women who are heading into pregnancy or maybe have already had other children, but having a different experience with this new baby that they might be having you know, because every, every childbirth is different and every experience is different. Like you had already had a son, um, and this, this experience with your, with the birth of your daughter was different. And so what do what are you wanting, especially as you're doing work as a postpartum doula, what are you wanting women to get out of that? What are you wanting them to know?
1: That's okay to ask for help. We don't have to fear Mm -hmm. judgment. And that's a part of what I really want to do is educate the community, educate extended families. You know, there's certain things that you just shouldn't talk about to a new mom. You know, we don't, there's just so many hormones going on, different things going on. We don't need to, to feel like we're being judged or feel like we're, you know, inadequate or not doing it right. We just need support and we need to be able to ask for help like openly and willingly yeah. and be able to accept it. Because I think most of us are willing to help people. Most everybody. There's there's some exceptions, but most everybody's willing to help. And I think we just don't know. And I think that's, I'm a person that kind of, I help people and I do things without people asking. So I kind of ex, like expect, not expect, but you think that some people would be that same way, but they're not, they, they can't read your mind. They don't know what you need. You have to say something. So that's like the most important, just really being able to express what you need in that moment and what, what you want and what you need.
0: Yeah, that's so key. Um, You know, and looking back on your own journey, even before having kids, do you recall What was your experience in knowledge of postpartum depression before becoming a mom? Like, did you remember, do you remember hearing women talk about it? Did your mom talk about it? You know, other people in your family, did you have friends that had kids before you that experienced it? Like what, what was your experience before having kids with postpartum depression in terms of the knowledge that you had around it?
1: You know, I, I took hypnobirthing class and they touch, they touch a little bit about the baby blues and that's normal. And, you know, like when you go into your doctor's office, you, you know, they'll check on things for postpartum depression, but nothing that went into detail on the real things to look for. Um, and I just felt like it's one of those things that a lot of people don't talk about. And I just want it to be more open. It's like any mental health. Um, issues nobody really wants to talk about it and that's what I kind of feel in my situation when I told some people I felt like they didn't really know how to help me or how to respond or how to deal with that situation and it it made you know things really hard for me down the line because I'm like oh my goodness how come you know I didn't get you know how come they didn't help after me saying that because I, at that point, you know, you're not in a position to even know what you want or need. You're just, I was so far deep that I, there was no way I could have asked for help. Um, I didn't know what I needed and just, I just needed, you know, looking back at it, I'm like, I just needed support and just somebody to say, you know, it's going to be okay. Cause my mother was not in the picture either so I was missing that Mm -hmm. maternal Mm -hmm. energy that guidance um to be there when you need it to call up and be like oh my god I'm just having the worst day can you come over and help I didn't have that so I really struggled it was my husband my poor husband (laughs) you know calls often just I need help can you come home um so so yeah it, it was it was a struggle
0: Well, what was it, Julia, for you that really helped? Like, since you didn't have the support, you didn't have the wherewithal really to ask for help and not a lot of knowledge of postpartum depression to begin with, were there certain tools or resources or, you know, I know you're, you're big into holistic practices. I'm curious what unfolded for you at that point that actually did help you pull out of the pit of despair? Like what did help you? in the end.
1: Yeah. I had tried traditional ways medication um therapies but they just didn't work for me. I felt like I needed a little bit more guidance. Like I, I say like I needed like homework. Like when I went home I needed something so I can work on it. You know what I mean? I'm very intuitive, empathic and just really deep. Like I, you know, see the big picture of things and not just on the surface. I'm like, okay, well I know we went through a lot of stuff before and I know this is part of that, like that all build it up. So what, what can I do that will help me? And I happened to stumble upon, um, a dear friend, a a psychic medium. It sounds kind of crazy, but I started going to her and it was, it just helped me. It felt like I had that support. Um, Even if it was from, you know, my spirit guides or anything like past loved ones or any of that kind of thing. Um, it just helped give me the guidance to heal from everything that had happened, process everything, um, and also, like coming into this, you know, I was I was a bit of a people pleaser, and I always did things for other people, and I didn't really take a lot of time for myself and to really do what I really wanted to do. So I think it processing all that stuff and getting out of that really helped. Um, like doing a lot of releasing and healing, um, even from past stuff, not just you know that situation. So, so yeah, it, it's it's a little non-traditional, but that's what worked for me.
0: Yeah. And I think that's, what's important because the mainstream stuff is readily available. So having someone like you share a story that is, you know, a little bit different and not about traditional therapy, um, is important, right? Because every woman will be different. Um, and every woman needs something, you know, that's unique to her. And that's why I think it is so important for you to share your particular journey and particularly how you found the help that you needed and and what did help you know it's not like you you didn't seek other things they just it just you didn't find the help that you were looking for you didn't find the results that you were looking for and so I'm really glad that you openly share the fact that you saw a psychic medium, you know, that that was something that maybe others would judge or think is weird or say, I don't believe in that stuff. And and maybe there's a listener even saying that right now. But I think that's the challenge, right, is to know that people are going to say that stuff and you still show up anyway saying, yeah, but this was my experience. And This is storytelling, right? This is the beauty of owning our stories is showing up, if you today showing up and saying that and owning it, you know, truly owning that story and putting it out into the public, into a book, right? That says, this is what my experience was. And it does challenge readers and listeners and people in your world, maybe they won't You know, maybe that won't be what works for them, but for some woman, it might. And wouldn't that be enough if it's one woman who finds the help and the resources that she needs when she's also in the pit of despair following the birth of the baby, which is supposed to be one of the most beautiful times of our lives. And sometimes for some women, it's just not, you know, it really isn't. I know. Um, when I had my first child, you know, there was a lot, there were a lot of complications during birth and it was very, it was a pretty traumatic birth experience. Um, It's an inside story. I'll have to share sometime with the listeners, but uh, suffice it to say that I didn't, it took me a good couple of weeks before I could really hold my baby and feel anything, you know? And I felt, Then I had a whole nother set of feelings around what is wrong with me? You know, I'm, I should be like totally madly in love with this baby. And I just wasn't yet, you know, and my husband who was like immediately, like he just knew what to do. I remember sitting in the hospital, um, and I had had a C-section sort of an emergency C-section and following all of that, I'm, you know, just trying to recover. And I remember my husband sitting in the chair in the hospital room holding this child. And I remember the look in his eyes were just like pure love pouring out. And I was just like, really? Like, you feel that way already? And I didn't, you know. And it's not that I didn't love my baby, but I there was so much... There was so much going on in my body. I can see that now. But as a young mom, for the first time having a baby, I thought there was something severely wrong with me because I wasn't having the experience that my husband was having. And in, of course, I wasn't even telling anybody that, you know, I didn't own up to that for quite some time. I kept that all to myself, which just layered on a whole nother level of emotions and guilt and you know thoughts that I was having about myself that I couldn't even get help on because I wasn't telling anybody you know and so I think it's important that we say these things and to give other new moms permission to say them sooner rather than later like I did Um, you know it took me a little bit of time and of course once Once that bonding experience started to occur, all of those feelings went away and then I I could just enjoy and soak it up and not, you know, you know, I wish it had been different. I do. I wish those first few weeks had felt different for me, but they didn't. And that was just the experience that I had. And I think, again, because our the birth process was very traumatic. So, you know, I do think it's super important that we all share those stories because that is what others will find. That's where others will find the support and healing, right? That's where they will find, like, oh, thank goodness, I'm not alone type moments, you know? So I, I commend you because I think that it's not always the, the, the textbook version that we're told is how it's going to be. is not really how it is. Um, so the more we talk about it, the better we are all equipped. So when you started writing this story, this is what I wanted to ask you, too, about your experience because, first of all, how old is your daughter now? So we have a frame of reference. How long ago was this experience?
1: She just turned five at the beginning of September.
0: Okay. So this was essentially five years ago when you were going through this, and now you just wrote this story for this book. What was your experience in writing the story and in preparing yourself for sharing the story publicly?
1: I feel like I did lots of preparing ahead of time because I already knew I was like ready to share it. So last winter, I decided to do my postpartum doula training and do all, all kinds of different trainings. Um, I got my Reiki master training as well and got my business ready. And part of that training is we have to write our story down and use that um, as part of like a healing um, journey as we're going through this training Um, because they, they train you as a postpartum doula to not, which is totally not what I had thought, to not share your story with your clients. And I'm like, what do you mean? That's like a huge part of like, I wanna be able to sympathize and be a part of that. But then once I step back and listen to why she was telling us that. It was because we want those new moms to experience their own journey. They don't want to think they're doing it wrong. They don't want to hear um, maybe a certain situation with me was very upsetting, but with them, it wasn't. We don't want them to think there might be something wrong with them or, you know, how come, oh, how come that was easier for me, but it wasn't for you. So we don't want the new mom to start like Having those thoughts, you know, because we want it to be hers and we want to help her on her journey. We don't want her to go through our Mm -hmm. journey too. But I knew as part of my work with Olive and Bloom, is sharing my story with the general public and getting it out there. So I had done a lot of healing work up until I started writing the book. So it was just a really it was a little bit emotional because there's still some, you know, things that that I still shed a tear um, even today when I talk about. So there were parts of that, but it was more just joy. Like, wow, I'm finally doing it. I'm finally feeling good again. Um, I'm finally doing this. I'm on this journey of helping new moms. And I'm like, I'm just excited to, to do that and to be at that point because I did not think I would get out of it. I was so deep. I didn't want to be here. I wanted to be an angel and just to, to be on the other side of that. And I'm like, you know, I'm so proud of myself. I, I made it through. I'm here. I'm feeling joy again and I am making stuff happen. So, so yeah, it was, it was a great process. Like finally, finally I'm doing it.
0: Oh, that's so good. And, you know, I talk about that, you know, my story formula about being on the other side, right? And when we get on the other side of those big experiences and transformational moments in our life, that's really when the clarity comes. You know, we can look back and then see, oh, man, while that journey might have been difficult and hard, there's so many good things that came out of it, and now I have something that's of value To share with other people that will help those new moms or it will help those, you know, pregnant moms to be, um, you know, you can see that with clarity. And just like you saying, I made it to the other side. There's so much joy in that. That is really where you learn to use your story powerfully because you're in a space of like, this has to be shared. This has to be told. Other people have to know it. So I'm really glad to hear that you feel that, that you feel that joy and that readiness, you know, that readiness to share your story so openly. What are you most looking forward to about our book being published? I mean, it is like getting real now. We're getting so close to our publishing date for the spring of 2022. What are you envisioning that being like for you personally?
1: I am just so excited. Uh, I think this wasn't something... I had ever thought I would do, um, is write a book or be a part of a book. So this is something I took on like being like, wow, like this is a totally new thing. Like I, not that I keep it safe. Like once I get something in my head, I'm going to do it as hard as it is, but this wasn't something that I had even thought about before. So it was new, new, new to me. (laughs) Like I, I did not know anything about writing a book. Um, so I figured why not because I'm going to be launching my business next year and why not have my story in a book that I can use along with the launch of my business and and have that my story because that was a big part of like how do I write my story down I need to do this for my business you know I kept struggling like how am I going to do that like writing my bio writing my story so I can share it in a way so people know that that's why I started Olive and Bloom and wanted to be a postpartum doula, it was because of my story. So it just like I said at the beginning, it's divine timing. Like it just happened to all fall into place. Everything this year has kind of worked that way with me, with my trainings falling in place, with me starting the business, you know, doing the book. Um, so it's it's just it's all meant to be. So I I am thrilled. I'm excited to be on this journey with so many women and meeting new people because that's a big part of all this too is just kind of spreading my wings and meeting new people and having the people that understand and can support you um it's just such a great feeling to be in a community like that
0: yeah it's such a collaborative group i have loved seeing the women come together and you know a lot of them didn't know each other before some of them did but a lot of them did not you were definitely someone that did not know a lot of the women there Um, but it's just been really cool to see, you know, not only like through your own accountability partnerships, because every author has an accountability partner, a fellow author accountability partner, which has been really cool to see those relationships bloom, but just, um, the connections and the networking and the opportunities. I know there's been a couple of other podcasts that you have gotten on or are getting on as a result of this and. Just that like you, you said it so well. It's really just the spreading of your wings, you know. It's like an opportunity to really just just say, This is it. This is let me see what I can do and spread my wings and maybe do some things outside your comfort zone. But it's really where the beautiful stuff lies is really on the other side of our comfort zone. You know, I have I have learned to be true. Um, so let's talk about Olive and Bloom because there's this really like you have the most beautiful um, I don't know. There's a couple of really cool elements to not only what you do and like what this business will be about when you fully, fully launch Olive and Bloom, but there's a couple of things that are just so cool about your brand that I want you to tell the story around. First of all, I want you to talk about flowers. Can you talk about what the meaning of flowers have in your life? That's where the bloom part of your brand comes, but you have this big love affair with flowers and I also love floral, anything floral. I love the smell of floral. I love floral prints. Um, I love, you know, I just love the prettiness of flowers. There's so much about flowers that I love and I love that you love that too. So will you talk about the significance of flowers for you?
1: Yeah. So I also just love, all things flowers, all things bloom, color, smells, everything. I, I grew up with my mother and my grandmother just having beautiful gardens. I was just always surrounded by gardens. Mm-hmm. And growing up in a holistic household, I was always, you know, we had fresh herbs and lavender and just all kinds of, you know, just the aromas of everything. And I think it's a big part of who I am, like it. It's hard to explain but I need to be surrounded by color and beauty like that's part of my joy it sounds kind of weird and it's not like a materialistic thing where it has to be certain things but I just if I lived in a white house I would I'd be so depressed like I need color I need flowers outside I need to just have that beauty um, around me and I just I also just love you know the how flowers grow you know they're from where they start you know, in the deep, dark dirtiness without all alone. And then they bloom into beautiful flowers and you give them the right nutrients and the right environment. And we're, we're just like flowers in our own way. You know, we just need our own correct environment and the support and nutrients and anybody can bloom into whoever they want to be, whatever they want to become.
0: Yeah, such a beautiful symbolism with the, the, with the flowers and sort of the double meaning there, and especially as you're working with women on their journeys, right, to, to figure things out for them, to feel right in their bodies, to, you know, connect back to themselves. And even like you sharing your own story, just like really honoring the truth of who you are and where you've been, like that. Your own journey of coming up through the dirt, you know, the darkness and rising again, you know, uh, really rising again like a, like a flower does, especially, you know, something like an annual that comes back every year. It comes back. It comes back. It keeps coming back, which is always pretty amazing to me. Um, and then the other aspect of your brand, Olive in Bloom, is Olive. Will you tell us the story of Olive and what or who <laughs> Olive is? <laughs>
1: Yes, yeah, so Olive is actually... So <laughs> We've we'll her. <laughs> yeah. So I'll start with why I chose Olive for part of the name, because I actually had the name um, before. So Olive is one of my favorite colors. I love green. I love olive green and pink. Those are like my two colors. And I just love the feeling that both of those give me. And I just love the name Olive. I love any old-fashioned kind of name. Um, and the meaning, if you look up the color meaning of Olive, it just... It, it encompasses everything that I, that Olive and Bloom and being a doula is all about, you know, supportive and um, feminine energy and all that encompasses into that. So, part of my dream um, when I was going in the middle of uh, postpartum and even before that, I always wanted an antique car. So. I said you know what i'm going to make that part of my branding one day i'm going to find that car that i really want and i'm going to make it part of my business and have it be part of my branding and up oh, here comes julia and her old car you know and driving around town and i could see like getting other people with anti-cars and like doing fundraisers and raising money to help support women that maybe not can't afford to hire a postpartum doula and, you know, driving across the state or, you know, do a coastal ride. I'm over in New England, so um, like up the coast of Maine or something, and I just, I could envision this, and my husband and I decided to kind of look around for one, and we found one, and... Um, she is a 53 Chevy Bel Air, light blue, and of course, I named her Olive, so she has Olive on her license plate, and I call her Olive, um, and she's just, it's a car, but it's so much more than a car. It's just, it's just that symbolism of just <laughs> riding free, just doing, you know, with no care and just, you know, the beauty of her and um, the support that she'll help me provide and um, just a to get people thinking, I, I love driving around in and talking to a lot of the older folks that, oh, I had one of those when I was 20, and oh, that was my first car. And just the conversation it starts, I just love that. I'm, I'm an old soul, so I just love having deep conversation and meaningful conversation. And the conversation that comes out of it with mm-hmm. um, the older age group is just amazing, and I just love it.
0: I mean, there's so, there's like so many rich stories that come out of something that's vintage, like, you know, a 53 Chevy car, right? And 53 Chevy, is that what you said it was, Bel Air? Yeah. And so, you know, I think about that and I kind of think about the same as old homes, you know, like when you walk into a brand new home versus an old home or you buy a brand new car versus getting that old car, especially something that's vintage and has been around a long time, has seen a lot of things, has probably driven to a lot of places. Um, it's just the stories, you know. It's almost like the stories kind of get enveloped into the the metal, into the leather, and to the manifold, into all that stuff. And I think it's so cool that... That was a vision that you had to have that for your brand, and that you manifested it. Like you, you imagined it, and then you created that as part of your reality. And now you get to drive around in her. She's so cool. We'll definitely be linking up your social media channels and your website because you have her pretty present on your uh, on your site, so that people can see what she looks like. But we love Olive. All of us in the author group have gotten used to seeing pictures of Olive. You just shared some photos in there recently as we were working on our author photos for our bios. And you're like, oh, but I got to show one of Olive. (laughs) So you threw one in there of Olive too. But, um, but yeah, the, the combination of, of the old car and olive and the meaning of the color olive, which is another really cool piece that I didn't know. So tell tell us again, what the meaning of olive, the color olive is that, you know?
1: Yeah. So it's, it has like feminine energy and it's also about empowering others and support and community support as well. So it just the color when I looked it up, cause I was trying, like I'm, I have to have something feel just right for me to be able to go with it. So it took a while for me to find my name. I knew I wanted to do something in Bloom, but I'm like, what else can I put with it? And when I looked it up, because I just love, like I said, I love anything vintage. and I love that name Olive, you know. Um, so when I looked it up, it, it just, all the meaning was just exactly what encompassed what I want to put into this business and what I wanted it to be. So it totally... Totally
0: fit. And I love that. I love how thoughtful and intentional you are being, even like with the name or the colors and, and not just being a color, but there's a meaning behind the color. You know, it's very clear that you are a deep thinker and that these things, are, these things are very intentional by design for you. And I can only imagine that the women that you will care for will feel that. They will feel that energy coming from you. They will feel... You know the way that you have thoughtfully, you know, cared for them, and the way that you curate your experiences, the way that you share your messages. You know, it's always going to be with such intention, which I really love and admire that about you, Julia. Because it's it's hard to find that sometimes in people people who really think that deeply about things. But you know, you said earlier that you're highly intuitive and, and you are an empath and I think that that's where a lot of that comes from because you feel things on a really deep cellular level you know and sometimes that's hard to describe to other people but for those of us that identify as empaths and you know highly intuitive I, I just resonate with that so deeply and I I love that about you so thank you for showing that genuineness and just being um, not someone that just rushes to throw something out there for the sake of just building a business, but to do it in such a thoughtful, meaningful, story based way. You know, I always say our stories, if you will pay attention to your story, your story is pointing you towards a direction in which you are supposed to go in. It leads you to your purpose. I believe, this is my philosophy on storytelling, I believe our stories are. Are designed by the divine, right? Whatever you believe in, I believe in God. So I believe God is directing our stories. He's the master orchestrator. Um, and so to me, the stories are always pointing us in the direction and it's so clear that your story has done that for you in what you're creating at Olive and Bloom and, you know, doing Reiki and postpartum doula, working with women in that stage of life that was such a difficult stage for you, but you've learned from it and garnered the power from it to use it in such a positive way, which is really what being a light beamer is, right? That is truly the definition of a light beamer. So I'm just so thrilled to be able to introduce you, to, number one, to get to know you, to get to know you better, um, to have you in our community now, and to be a featured author in our book I just I cannot wait for the book to come out and more people to learn of you and learn of your story and to be helped by you really that's ultimately what it's about
1: thank you no I'm I'm super excited to be a, a part of this I think like I said everything falls into place when it needs to and I feel like this all came about exactly when it needed to and I needed it just as much as others will need
0: it to, and hopefully help others along the way. Yeah, definitely. Well, we will be linking up uh, for our listeners. You can check out the show notes um, connected with the podcast. Wherever you are getting this podcast, check that out because we will link up Julia's channels and her website to Olive and Bloom so that you can connect with her and definitely be ready to get your part your copy of our book elevate your voice when it releases in the spring of 2022 you will definitely be hearing so much about it on the podcast as well as um in my in my world and my channel so if you want to connect Definitely connect through lightbeamers.com. You can get on our email list. You can join our community. um, And you can even join the wait list for our author program because we will be producing a couple of more books for a collaboration effort, just like the one that Julia is a part of. And if that is something that is of interest to you, of sharing your story in a way um, like our other authors are doing, um, get on our wait list so that you can be the first to know when we release the opportunity to be in our next book. And that is um, lightbeamers.com slash author. And that link will be in the show notes for you as well. Thank you, Julia, for being with me today. Thanks for being uh, one of our authors in the book. Just adored getting to know you and getting to know you better and getting to shout you out to, to, to this audience and introduce you to more people. I know, I know, I know that there is a woman that needed to hear your story today and I'm glad that we got to share it. So thank you.
1: Thank you. April.
0: All right, everybody. Thanks so much for being with us today. We will be back next week with another episode of the inside story podcast. Until then, dig in and ask yourself, what is your story? And are you sharing it? Have a great day. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to give it a review and share this broadcast out with your friends and family. Now, did listening to this episode make you think more about your own story? Are you wondering which parts of your own story are relevant to share with others? This is the question I get asked more than any other. How do I share my story? Which parts of my story are worth sharing with other people? How can I make my story relatable so that others can benefit from it? I've taken my simple process that I've used for years as a journalist and broken it down into a three-part storytelling formula that will help you discover the key components of your own story and how to share it. It's a free resource I've created to help you become a light beamer by sharing your story. Simply go to www.lightbeamers.com and click on the big yellow button on the home page to download your story formula. I'd love to hear your story too, so be sure to join my free community on Facebook, The Light Beamers Community, and share your story with me. I can't wait to learn more about you and the story that's inside of you. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when our next broadcast is live. You will want to stay tuned to the stories we are lining up for you next. I promise they are so good. As always Light Beamers, I'm over here cheering for you.